Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. The Imitation of Christ by Thomas Akempis, Book 3, Chapter 33, On Inconstancy of Heart and Directing All We Do Towards God. Christ the Beloved, my son, do not trust the affections which now fill your heart. They will soon change into others. As long as you live, you will be subject to changing moods, whether you like it or not. At one moment, you will be cheerful, at another depressed, now peaceful, now upset, now full of devotion, now without any at all. How keenly interesting, now without heart for anything now serious, now lighthearted. But the wise man who has taken thoroughly to heart the lessons of the spiritual life takes his stand high above all these drifting emotions. He pays no heed to what he may be feeling in himself, does not care from what quarter the wind of inconstant moods may be blowing. Instead, he directs every aspiration of his heart towards its rightful and desired goal. Thus, by having one single intention in mind, by keeping his gaze fixed on me, without withdrawing it through the many and varied happenings of life, he can remain unchanged and unshaken, whatever happens. The more undistracted this intention, this gaze of his remains, the more firm will be his passage through the varying storms that come his way. In many people, however, this undistracted gaze soon grows dim. They soon begin looking at something in their path which takes their fancy. Very rarely will you find anyone completely free from that birthmark so common to men. Self-seeking, I mean. That was the spirit with which the Jews once came to Bethany, to Martha and Mary's. It wasn't just for the sake of Jesus, but to see Lazarus as well. What you must do then is to purify your intention, to make it simple and unswerving, so that you may aim it straight at me, passing over all the various things that come between us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians, dear, to whom God's love commits us here. Ever this day be at our side to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. St. Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth, patron of thy own, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. In tonight's reading, Thomas Akempis uses the example of people coming to see Lazarus as a type, a example of people who have a distracted gaze. What does that mean? Well, Lazarus was raised from the dead. But Jesus raised him from the dead. And people came to see our Lord 
But it wasn't just for the sake of Jesus. It was also to see Lazarus. Now, he's not using this to criticize them or to say, well, that's inhuman. Of course, it's kind of interesting to want to see Lazarus. He's raised from the dead. But what he's using this story to illustrate is as an example of a kind of distracted gaze. That instead of marveling the way Lazarus did at Jesus, the way Martha and Mary marveled at Jesus, they really just kind of also wanted to see Lazarus. Is he being too hard on these people? Well, no. He's using this as a type, as a kind of illustration. That if we truly understood what Christ had done, if we truly understood what it means to raise someone from the dead who had been dead four days by his own power. See, that's the thing. Jesus did not pray like Elijah and Elisha did in the Old Testament. He didn't seem to invoke the power of someone else. No. He said, Lazarus, come forth. Yes, he thanked his father to show that he is the son, the divine power he has eternally from the father. But Christ, by his divine power, raised Lazarus from the dead. And that's what we want to really focus on. We want to keep our eyes on Christ. And those who came to look at, at Lazarus were sort of the, like you and I, when instead of keeping our eyes on Christ, we keep turning back to ourselves. We keep worrying about ourselves. We keep being bothered by our inconstant hearts. And on this Trinity Sunday, this is a very wonderful reading. Because the only way into the Trinity, the only way we can believe that God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, is by fixing our gaze on Christ. It's only by believing that Jesus is God from God, light from light, true God from true God, that we begin to even catch a glimmer that in God, there is a community of persons. Everything we believe about the Trinity depends on what we believe about Jesus. And we fix our gaze on him. And he shows us the Father. He draws us into the Father. And through him we receive the Holy Spirit. And this gazing on Christ as the door into the Trinity is because Christ is God and man. He's God and man. He is the shepherd. He is our priest. But he's also the door as man in his human nature. Christ has made known the divine life. In his human nature, in his humanity, Christ is open to us who are human, a share in the inner life of the Trinity. And so we never will ever sort of get beyond the humanity of Christ. We never, even in heaven, for all eternity, sort of somehow set aside the humanity of Christ. His humanity, which is so lovely, is the channel of all the graces, all the life of heaven that we'll experience. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.